welcome to Authors on the Air. I'm guest host Maddie Dawson, and today I get to talk to author Carrie Ann King about her new book. How are you doing? Hi, Maddie. I'm doing awesome. Thank you. And I just, I have to say, it just looks so lovely behind you. You're all... This is such a great time of year, isn't it? September. I'm in Connecticut and it's 70 degrees and just, you know, feeling wonderful out here on my little screen porch. Fabulous. I know what's coming though. (laughs) (laughs) It is, but it's okay. Winter's good. It is true. All of it's good. All of it's good. So your book and probably yours, is so fantastic. I feel so lucky to have been an early reader of it. And I can't wait until you can share it with everyone. Me either. And also, I have to say, I'm lucky that you were an early reader of it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the uh, support and encouragement. Tell me, how many books have you written? (laughs) <laughs> okay, I'm not going to count the couple that are shelf novels because okay. I've, <laughs> I've written one, two, three, or four that will never probably see the light of day. This is number lucky, number 13, which is which is really kind of fun because it's coming out in October, the end of October, close to Halloween, and it's lucky number 13. Lucky number 13, that is fantastic. Yeah. Now, were you one of these people who knew from the time you were born, like in the delivery room, did you say you wanted to be an author? Yeah, pretty much, probably. (laughs) (laughs) You put them all on notice right away. I did, yes. How long have you been writing, really? Um, I have been writing, well, since I figured out how to write, you know, Uh little, little notes and things. It was always fascinating to me seeing how the letters made words and words made sentences so so very fun it was around about sixth grade that I actually decided that maybe I you know might be a writer when I grew up fantastic and you took a little some career detours right lots of career detours yeah (laughs) although I have to say I don't anymore consider them detours it's like all I did at the time but it's all life experience it's all Every book that I write draws heavily on all of those things that I've done. Everything from lumber piling to nursing to temp secretarial work to um, the psych stuff that I've done. It, It all totally plays into creating characters and understanding what makes people do the things they do. That's that's really true, isn't it? All of our life experience contributes. Absolutely. Let's get to probably yours. What was the spark that got this book going in your head? Oddly enough, for me, because it's usually a character or sometimes a plot idea, it was the house, improbable house, that sparked this whole book for me. So I, I had forgotten this, actually. I was, I was sitting down the other day and I remembered, oh, yeah, that's right. The house was the very first thing. And I was sitting down playing and I remember writing something like, um, no matter what they did, the house would not stay maintained or the house was grieving. I think that's maybe how I started it. Um, the shingles would fall off, the paint would not stay painted, the lawn would not stay mowed, and there were ravens that wanted to roost on the on the roof. And so then I had to start thinking, all right, so if I have this house, where is it? Who's going to be in it? What kind of a story is this going to be? And so it just all kind of grew from there. 
that is fascinating, isn't it? So the whole thing with with your main character, Blythe and all, you didn't know anything about her. And <laughs> no, no, not yet. No, no, she came next. So I'm like, all right, well, who's going to have to, um, you know, discover this house and how is that going to happen? Where the house is, of course, that led to creating a whole, I've never done this before. I created an entire island that did not exist, which was very fun. So I wanted to put it kind of in the San Juans. And if you're not familiar with my part of the world in the Pacific Northwest, there's San Juan Islands are off of the Seattle area into Canada where um, Vancouver Island actually is that way. So there's this whole scattering of large and small islands, many of which have people who live on them. I picked one for my research purposes called Waldron Island, which is small and only has like a very, like a handful of people that live on it. And so I kind of needed kind of a location and that's how I started building Vinland. You created just such an amazing storyline involving the game and the treasure hunts and people coming. I mean, it was so convincing that I wanted to sign up for one of those tours. I want to sign up for one of those I tours. Know. I think you need to do that. You need to make this ha actually happen. It's so fascinating. And you, what I really love too, is that it, the book has a lot of side characters in addition to the main characters. And yet we don't get confused. You you just touch on them lightly. They all have their little personalities and their little quirks, but we're so focused on the story of Blythe and so focused on Flynn and, and the grouchy old man that's on the island and all of the people who work there. It's It really must have been so much fun to write. Was it fun? It, it really was. Yes. Yes, it was fun. Um, I, I had a kick writing it. They, there was, you know, Vikings. Yeah. Grouchy Vikings, a talking raven, an island with a treasure hunt, a, a main character who's, as most of my main characters are, really trying to find herself and discover where she fits in the world and find her better life rather than the one that's been handed to her. Um, I, I love all those things. Oh, and let's not forget the 12-year-old girl um, because it's she was really fun to write as well. Savannah yeah. was a challenge but that's an incredible character because she's grieving you know and you just put forth her character so well you know and she, she's so realistic as this kind of independent young woman you know who's good just you know she's going to be all right right it's, it's lovely it's lovely how you did that did you know how it was going to end i thought i did <laughs> 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 I thought I did until I didn't. I mean, I knew generally, I, I know how I want my characters all to kind of, you know, come together yeah. in the end, but how I got there ended up being very different. There, there was originally this huge, can I talk about this? No, I better not. Cause I, don't <laughs> I was going to do a thing that I actually spent a lot of time on and I got, uh, I called somebody who was an expert and had a conversation, figured out a whole bunch of things and then realized that my characters wouldn't do the thing <laughs> that I was going to make them do. Yeah. So. Isn't that amazing when that happens? Like yeah. you really know you're dealing with real people and not imaginary people. <laughs> They're not imaginary anymore. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I wake up in the middle of the night to announce that fact to you. Yeah. You know? I know, right? Two o'clock in the morning. It's like, hey, guess what? Your whole plot is um, not 
anymore going to work for you yeah. because I have decided that. And sometimes we say things like, and by the way, I had a brother. I didn't even tell you about him. So, <laughs> or like in my last book, a whole main lead romance character who, you yes, know, to, up. yeah, just showed what up. Did with the book and he came in. He did. I know he was a little late. He was, he was tardy, but he was pretty he, late. Yeah. you marked him tardy. I did. <laughs> I guess that's what makes this life so fun, though, isn't it? Because it would just be so boring to do it any other way, I think. I think so, too. You know, you and I, I know we both write that way. And there are those people who know exactly, pretty much exactly what's going to happen all the way through the book. And I, I just, you know, they, they seem to find comfort in that. And if you're I a plotting know. type, I understand that you want to know what's going to happen. I don't really. I like surprises. I I love the surprise. And a good day of writing is when you're just writing along and writing along and then all of a sudden, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Although it's really, Maddie, does it ever happen for you when you're actually writing along? Like it does. That, 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 that moment happens? Because yes. for me, that moment happens for me when I'm in the shower or I'm oh. mowing the lawn or perhaps I'm driving somewhere. That's when I have those moments of right. big lights going. Usually, you know. Yeah. No, for me, it kind of happens when I'm right there. And yeah. it's usually like I'm writing a scene and it's kind of going along and I'm thinking, I'm getting a little bored here. <laughs> and then, woo! <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Something else has to come and it does. It just shows up. Yeah. It really yeah. does. There was a one, I, I ran a writing workshop for a while and um, we went around the room the first day and I, people were telling about the novels they were writing. And a woman told me, this novel, it was, it was like a, a reading. It could have been a reading. It was a 400 page novel. She's telling every little thing that happens. And I get, we get all the way done. I say, so how far have you written on it? She said, oh, I haven't written a word of it yet. <laughs> and, and you may be surprised to know it never got written because yeah. it, won't, it won't when you know all of that. There's right, no, right. Because it doesn't, off. for me, that's what drives it. It's the same thing as reading really in a way, writing for me and reading are very closely related. And I write very much the same way I read in that I want to know what happens next. And if yeah. I don't care what happens next, then I have to go back to a place um, in the plot where I did care right. and work from there. That's so true for me too. It absolutely is true. So you have some things planned for this. <laughs> I do. Tell us about them. I can because it, okay, it's so much fun. So one of the things that um, I love treasure hunts. I mean, who doesn't, right? So ever since I was a kid, the Easter egg things or the parties with the treasure hunts, those were all so fun. Um, I love that kind of stuff. And so then I got to write a book with the treasure hunt. Part of, by the way, part of what the Viking and I did to prepare for this was we bought a metal detector and we did a little metal detecting. Not enough. I We want to do more because, you know, you might find something, yeah. right? So because I feel I'm probably not the only one who thinks it's fun to find things, I put together a treasure hunt. And if you want to play... You're going to be looking for clues. You're going to be looking for a clue on various Instagram, Instagram, <laughs> Instagram, cram it in there. Um, <laughs> on Instagram uh, stops. And in, if you want to play, you can download your own treasure map at Improbably Yours Treasure. It's a bit.ly link, actually. So it's bit.ly, Improbably Yours Treasure. You can get a treasure map, and then you can just kind of find your words every day and play along. And 
I hope it'll be fun. And there's fabulous prizes. I made a t-shirt. I created a Vinland t-shirt. And there's a beautiful little necklace with a raven and a world tree oh. on it. And you get the treasure head, treasure chest if you win the grand prize also. So so all these are symbols from the book, too. Yes. Talk about those. What, what's the significance of the ravens? Is it just the ravens on the roof? Or? <laughs> well, the ravens on the roof. I, I love ravens. Okay. Yeah. So oh. ravens really, they're so mystical. They're so, they're so big. They live so long. They're so smart. You know, we think of them as kind of a messenger from the beyond um we also have a raven and a viking um at my house <laughs> so you know um the raven that we have uh is, is huge for starters we think it's been around for a very long time they can live like 30 years oh my goodness so and it's very 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 big and what happened was we have a cat who's a avid hunter and it would leave us all kinds of he would leave us little presents in the backyard and the viking would fling them over the fence uh, so the dog wouldn't get them yeah. and the raven noticed this behavior and started coming around to pick up the dead little critters that we threw over the fence and then it began flying over kind of asking for dead little critters he would really? fly over make sure that his shadow um, flew over the viking so the viking made a little platform on the fence which is like the raven altar and he would leave you know the kills of the day on there and if there were no kills then he started buying things for the raven so he buys a suet and makes little balls or you know took all the skin off the chicken for a month which i was not happy with because i like my I like chicken skin, skin. Yeah. the raven was getting all the skin so anyway so we have this raven it's very cagey we very very seldom see it actually come down it'll fly over it'll talk to us um it'll, and every now and then we see it actually come and get its offering so this is you know um, that is so fascinating. I don't think yeah. I've ever known that story. That's yeah, really so, so it was very fun to put a talking raven in the book because yeah. they do learn to talk um, if they've been, you know, raised uh, from babies as Savannah's wow. pet raven is. Um, his name is Norman, by the way. Norman, yes. Norman <laughs> Raven. Why not? That's fantastic. Do you want to talk about the relationship between um, Blythe and her grandmother, Nomi? That's yeah, part of the book. Yeah, you know, Nomi is the grandmother I think I always wanted and never had. I, I see the relationships like you have with, with your granddaughters and, you know, Barbara O'Neill and hers and, you know, these, yeah. these other people. I don't have any grandchildren. My grandmothers, I had two. One of them was the type who sent you to bed at seven o'clock on a summer day and fed you leftover cold oatmeal for breakfast. Oh, no. I'm not kidding. She, you know, she was a good person. She loved us very much. She was very no nonsense. My other grandmother was the kind that would give you money to go to the ice cream store and feed you anything you wanted um but she lived uh, far away from us and we were never really close so um, Nomi Nomi is this wonderful grandmother um who she plays magic games with Blythe when she's a child and um pretends probably yeah. <laughs> at least we think at the beginning yeah, of the story to see things in a uh not a crystal ball but a snow globe um and she just has this wonderful caring nurturing playful relationship with Blythe 
um, that I think every child would just die yeah. to have with somebody. Right. 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 And then the plot just goes from there with this little map that they do. Right. Well, and they, they do, they do a map. So, and when the story actually starts, Nomi has been dead for quite some time. And so when Blythe on her 30th birthday receives a bequest from Nomi <laughs> with a map to an island that she doesn't think really exists, that's where the whole adventure begins. And it takes her away from a life she really wasn't wanting to an adventure where she finds a sort of grumpy viking with a soft i wonder where that came from i wonder yeah <laughs> <laughs> and and this orphaned grieving child who is tied to um connected to in ways we don't understand at the beginning to improbable house which is where Blythe ends up spending mm -hmm. her treasure hunting time on the island yeah it's a beautiful story and when i was reading it i could not stop turning the pages which I always feel with your books. Yay. The very book of yours that I read was I Wish You Happy. And I was going to my daughter's wedding and I had it, you know, and I was supposed to read it to write a blurb for it. And I missed events because I <laughs> that book, you know, you just have a way of pulling people in so much. Oh, thank you. This book is just readers are going to be so happy to to have it out there. You know, it's really I hope so. It, you know, it's a book that I hope is a a good thing for we've been through some hard stuff lately and really <laughs> i wanted to write something that would take you all on an adventure get you out of your everyday life um treat you to some maybe a little bit of magical matchmaking a little mystical house and some treasure hunting and let you have some fun and seeing somebody being independent and real and getting herself out of a life that we know wasn't right. And it was, it sounds on paper like a perfectly good life. You know, it's yeah. not it's a terrible life. For somebody else. Somebody and, and I think that's the, it's, it's a perfect life for somebody else, but not yeah. for her. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And you just did that so beautifully and with such little touches of humor in it. And I just love it. Thank you, Maddie. <laughs> you are so welcome. So just a, a quick, if anybody, if you're trying to find me, you can find me on my website at allthingscarry.com. I am sometimes on Facebook, but not very often. And actually, don't look for me there. <laughs> you find me more on Instagram, probably. Um, Carrie Ann King with little underlying things between the Carrie and Ann and my website. Get Great. on my newsletter and then you'll yeah, get you have a wonderful newsletter. Get on that list. <laughs> Yeah, so that's, and that's it. Allthingscarry.com, and then people can sign up for the newsletter Allthingscarry.com, yeah. And the book is out October 18, so you can pre-order now. Yes. Or you can grab yourself a copy on the 18th and get in on the treasure hunt at bit.ly.improbablyyourstreasure. Right, right. I can't wait. And I'm a stop on the treasure hunt, so my Instagram page will be there and I am looking forward to people coming and finding my special word I'm looking forward to that too all right thank you Maddie thank you Carrie so great to talk to you bye everybody bye bye